Welcome to a new episode of Parole. Alain Gouliquier is some type of unicorn, a Burundian working in the financial technology and including the African diaspora in his crazy endeavors. He is now located in the Netherlands with his family. You're here with his daughter, she's featured at some point, but his dreams call him to invest time and money in Africa. He's one who understands the power of networking and the need for a more united community in order to grow and thrive. I really hope this episode will speak to those hidden entrepreneurs and release them into the wild. Let me recommend you two books, Zero to One by Peter Thiel, I read it at least once a year, and The Prosperity Paradox, How Innovation Can Lift Nations Out of Poverty by the late Clayton Christensen, a Fosa Odroma that I really hope to get on the podcast one day, and Karen Dillon. Here's to the crazy ones, those who dare to dream. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, sir. Where are you? Thank you. I'm good. And yeah. just, how are you doing? I'm well? doing fine. I'm doing fine. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, a bit, uh, it's a bit cold here, but it's fine. It's doable. Yeah, same here. And then also, I, I am in the Netherlands. We are in, like in, in a lockdown for the moment. So it's a little <laughs> bit boring and depressing. Yeah, but it is. Other than that, I am, I am, I am, I'm, I am happy. <laughs> that's good for you yeah. we have a curfew in france so mm. it's at least it's better so who are you then who are you for the people who are joining us yeah i am alan Hurikie, a burundian uh, living in the netherlands for the last uh, 11 years or 12 years something like that uh, i grew up uh, in in gagara in bujumbura in, in bujumbura and then um, yeah i lived in Tanganor before uh, coming to the netherlands Okay. Um, my background, uh, I have an MBA and then I've, I've been working for the last 10, 15 years, between 10 and 12 years in impact investment world. I started working as a, as, as a business development manager for, for Vrisco. So for those who are passionate with fabrics, they might know the, the brand name. <laughs> yeah. And then I moved into consulting and then I moved into impact investing, working for investment funds in the Netherlands. And then uh, I start working for incubators in the Netherlands, uh, supporting, you know, uh, African entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And then for the last two years, I decided to do stuff on my own. I created my own company, which is Wagenzi, which is a fintech and equity crowdfunding platform connecting migrant or diaspora Uh, living in Europe or in the US to, in, to to invest in small businesses in their country of origin. Okay. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah. it's. Uh, I'm going to go back a little bit about Burundi and kind of share about maybe mm-hmm. your influences there uh, because mm-hmm. you're into impact investing. And in, I mean, yeah. for us African, it kind of made, makes some sense. Um, what did you learn in Burundi uh, at school? Or maybe in the, what did you see in Burundi that would be like, I want to go to the Netherlands and pursue my MBA. We could have chosen something else. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what I've seen in Burundi, I studied the, uh, 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 is it business administration or uh, mm-hmm. yeah, business administration in Burundi at the Université Lumière, Dobujumbura. Uh, uh, After my studies, I was, you know, busy, like everybody else looking for a job. It was hard to find a job. So then um, I was thinking about starting my own business in Burundi. I had, yeah, I won't call them great ideas, but I had, you know, two ideas to, to really start a business there. And then, uh, you know, the first thing you do in Burundi, I think you, you turn to your family to look for support. Mm. So in this case, I remember very well, I went to my uncle and then I was like, well, you know, 
uh, I have this business idea. Can you, you know, help me to get a loan from a bank? As you know, in Burundi, is who you know. It's mm. not what you are bringing on the table. And then he was like, "Hmm, this business idea. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't see something here." So then I was like, "Okay, then what should I do?" And then I, I remember at that time. I also had an idea. That was the first idea. Then it, that's how it was turned down. And then I had another idea, which was then, you know, a kind of a lotto something for SMS for working with uh, mobile phone companies. And then I went to Telesel at that time, mm-hmm. Telesel. And then I went to the marketing department. Uh, the lady who was running that department was um, was an acquaintance because she studied mm-hmm. at uh, Lycée du Saint-Esprit, which okay. was also like where I, where I went. And then I was like, okay, look, I have this great idea. I think it might be interesting for you guys. And then she was like, hmm, look, I have plenty like of those ideas here beside me. So, you know, uh, I don't think we are, yeah, we are, we are interested in, in, you know, in such ideas. So I think, you know, yeah, come back in two or three years and then we will see. <laughs> then I was like, okay, then what should I do? So that was then my challenge as a, as, 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 as a Burundian entrepreneur. I was uh, jobless trying to move stuff on my mm. own. And then I was like, yeah, this is not really working. And then, yeah, in the meantime, then I found a job. Uh, I worked for the for an American NGO called PSI, Population mm-hmm. Service International. Uh, it was then going well, but then I was like, this is not really what I like to do in my life. You know, I want to, you know, I want to build my own company, do my own stuff. And then, you know, working for an NGO, it was great. The salary was great. You know, I was doing well financially, but not really... Yeah, emotionally, I would say, as a dreamer. Mm -hmm. And then uh, at that time, I was like, okay, I need to go abroad. I need to study something. I need to to get the knowledge that I need to build a great company. Mm. And then I did a bit of research in Burundi. I didn't know anything about an MBA. You know, I was like, okay, let me Google, (laughs) you know, stuff, you know, around entrepreneurship, great leaders and, uh, you know. And then I started Googling and then I was like, wow. So then I looked at also most, most, you know, uh, CEOs, I think in the US, also in, in Europe, you know, they all have like this MBA, MBA, mm. MBA. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, what is this? So then I was like, okay, let me look into it. And then I was like, oh yeah, great. So now I know what I need to get. I need to get an MBA. So Come on. I'm sitting, I am sitting in Burundi and then I'm like, okay. I don't think this salary from this NGO would ever, you know, help me to do that <laughs> MBA. So then I'm like, okay, what should I do? Then I start looking for a scholarship. Mm-hmm. And then really luckily for me, I had a friend who was uh, working, who was managing, uh, you know, an internet cafe, Cyber Cafe, as we call them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you know, he was a good friend of mine. He would tell me like, you know, whenever you have time, free time, come to my you know, Cyber Cafe, you know, spend some time here, you know, use free internet. So nice. that's where I would spend most of my time uh, in the afternoon. And then I would go to, you know, to his Cyber Cafe, you know, Googling stuff. And then I start Googling. So that's why I was Googling those MBA stuff. And then one day I'm sitting there and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I see something from the Netherlands. Wow, Nific, it was called. And then I look at the criteria. I'm like, I meet all these criteria. So uh-huh. then I'm like, is something I can do. And then the following day, I remember I went to the Dutch embassy in Burundi. I was like, okay, I would like to get um, more information about this application. And then I remember it was really funny because the lady who was sitting there was like, we don't know anything about this program, so I cannot <laughs> help you. 
<laughs> so then I had to go back uh, and, uh, and then, you know, continue my research on the internet. And then, I, yeah, I did that. And then I found a school and then mm. I applied and then I was selected. And then I was the first Burundian to come to the Netherlands through that scholarship. Come on. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. And then, I, you know, and then when I start, you know, when my MBA here, and then it really opened my eyes and then I start dreaming again. And then mm. I was like, okay, if I want to really build my, my, you know, like the business, what I want to build, I need to get this international experience or exposure. So before I can move into what I want to do. And mm. then I was like, okay, let me spend some years, you know, working for these corporates to get the knowledge, but also the network that I need to build what I want to build. Yeah. So, and then that's what I've done for the last, for, for, for the first seven years, 10 years, something like that. So something in between. What and is the name of the school, by the way? Uh, Maastricht Ma School of Management. There so it's, uh, it's, in the, it's in the south of the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, two years ago, then I was like, okay, now it's time for me to do my own thing. And then I started with Gen Z. Mm -hmm. Come on. So that entrepreneur fiber, as we say in, in French, it's fibre entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. But uh, you continue because you really had a, like a feeling that you could do something whether it's in the Netherlands or in Burundi, at some point you like, because you could uh, have stayed and worked for the other companies and be like, I'm, I'm good. Uh, no, I mean, it was uh, mostly about my dreams, I would say. Mm -hmm. I mean, working for the companies was great, uh, but what I've noticed, you know, I was always thinking about, you know, starting my own thing all mm -hmm. the time. And then I was like, what should I start that is not already there? You know, what would be the game changing, you know, business that I would mm. build? And then I, I remember it started when I was uh, visiting Burundi, actually, that was back in 2012. Uh, I was working for this investment fund and then they asked me to go to Burundi to look for some investment opportunities in microfinance. Mm -hmm. And then when I was there, I was like, look, I see many entrepreneurs, people trying to do stuff, but you know, and then I look at this fund that I'm working for, you know, they will never get money from this fund. Mm. So, but then I see these small entrepreneurs, you know, you know who's going who's gonna to help them. And then as a migrant all the time, as a diaspora, I could, I could see some friends of mine, you know, let's say they would say, yeah, I need, uh, you know, 500 euros. Then I could start mm. something. And then I'm like, yeah, I think I can do that. But then the problem was like, yeah, how, how am I going to be sure that you will pay me back or mm. you know, that your business will be sustainable? It started a little bit like that. Um, and then when I was also looking at how uh, the development world was working to support Africa, I've noticed that it was really disconnected with the, with the, with the, with the, with the real issues on the ground. So for me, if you would ask me today, and then it's still the challenge, if, if you would ask me, like everybody knows that in Africa, the challenge right now is to create jobs for the, for, for, for the youth. Yeah. So that's the challenge. And then if you come back again to Europe or to the US, if you look at, okay, when we talk about employment and youth employment, what would be the first thing that will come into mind? It's creating companies. Yeah. It's investing in companies because companies are the, are the ones creating jobs. And then you go back to my country, Burundi or to any other African country. So what they are doing, they are creating incubators. Nobody is investing in those companies. There are no funding to invest in companies. Everybody wants to invest in what we call Growth businesses, these are businesses that have revenue of 1 million euros and above. Mm -hmm. So so those are not the young people who wants to create companies. Mm -hmm. So and then I'm like, 
yeah, they want to play it safe. I understand from their point of view. And then I was like, okay, for me as a migrant, I can support those small entrepreneurs if, you know, but then I just need, you know, the right way to do so. Mm. And then that's when I started thinking about, okay, kind of business that I can create around that opportunity, that need. And then, um, yeah, that's how I started the journey then. There you go. So with what you just said, actually, you tackle the problem of the banking system where, for example, we have, I, I don't know, something like 18 Uh, percent interest or something last time yes, I checked. Uh, yeah if I can tell you a little bit it's, it's what we call uh, access to finance and financial inclusion and then yeah the interest what we're talking about is the interest rate mm -hmm. so like yeah our interest rate are indeed very high it's and then crazy. if I can also give you like some uh, you know some information around that mm -hmm. uh, in Africa we have mostly what we call debt instrument debt finance right so if you have a business idea you go to a bank mm -hmm. but in europe everybody knows if you start a business you don't need a debt you don't need a loan from a bank you need an equity investment you need uh, angel investors you need what, what they call here seed capital you need mm -hmm. some people who are gonna believe in your dream mm -hmm. and that there's not there's some funds dedicated to that who who, who, who just support the dreamers mm -hmm. instead of they know if you go to the bank you will never get the funding so then they set up those small uh, angels so the, the individuals angels and then they have mm -hmm. venture capital funds that helps those companies start up you know like you know, like in the ideation phase, in the, in the initial phase, they give them what they call seed capital. Yeah. Before, you know, so they can grow. And then when they grow, that's when they will go to a bank. But then in Africa, they're like, okay, the only instrument is debt finance. You start your business today, the, the, the first thing you do, you go to a bank to get a loan. And then everybody knows, it's not rocket science, that a bank won't give a loan to a startup because a bank is using deposit from people you know, to give those loans. So then, you know, they need to check the risk assessment. So it's, it's obvious. So then why are we still doing the same thing, hoping like banks, we it's give loans to, to companies, yeah. but everybody knows that it won't happen. So that's why I was like, okay, let me forget about that. Let's try to create a new model around this. And, mm. yeah. So it, it means, like, I think from you and I, we do know what happens here in a Western system and, you mm -hmm. know, studying sort of finance, it helps. So you just tackled the, the problem, for example, about the seed money, early mm -hmm. stage as well, you know, mm -hmm. like um, the late stage when you invest. Yeah. You're talking about something that's quite new for Burundians, maybe. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll maybe speak about the East Africans. Mm -hmm. How can you be like, explain to them something that they don't understand? And they're like, I just don't know. Because mm -hmm. my sending my cash, for example, every month or every six months, I don't know, is mm -hmm. to enable my family to, you know, eat on certain time. It's not really, yes. if you have a project, it's about, come on, you know, mm -hmm. you don't have the time to dream. And now you're giving yes. me another system, but I want to go mm -hmm. to a bank and I have an uncle mm -hmm. who doesn't want to give me money. And mm -hmm. how do you expect people to kind of be like, I'm listening to you? Yeah. So uh, let me answer this question, like with two, let's say in two angles. Mm -hmm. The first one is on the entrepreneur side, let's say the one who is still back in Burundi or in any other African country. So it's an, he's an entrepreneur, she or he is an entrepreneur looking for funding to grow his business or her mm -hmm. business. So the first challenge he will face is 
what we call access to finance. He will never get any funding from, as you know, from the financial institution. He can get something. I don't know. But then I am trying to help these young entrepreneurs, these people who are looking for funding, to get uh, to get at least some what we call equity financing capital from the diaspora. That's on, on, on one. Those one, there are plenty. So like if you go to the continent, you have those, you know, awesome entrepreneurs trying to raise, to build some, you know, some crazy stuff that they would have access to finance. On the other hand, then you have us, the diaspora. So with the diaspora, we, we spend, I don't know, like around, I think it, it was in before COVID-19, I think it was in 2018 or 2019, around 48 billion in Africa. That's the amount that we sent back home. And then the research uh, done by the World Bank as well, uh, showed that only 75% of these remittances, uh, uh, sorry, 75% of these remittances was uh, invested in what we call non-productive investment. It's what we're talking about, you know, donations, mm. you know, paying for bills, doing those, uh, you know, normal stuff, giving money, uh, free money to people. Only 15% was invested in, you know, in, uh, in opportunities or uh, in, uh, you know, in something that can bring money back. Mm-hmm. And then this is for me something we need to change as, 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 as migrant, as diaspora, mm-hmm. because we, 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 first of all, remittances, giving money for free is turning people into, is you know, keeping people into poverty because people are just waiting for the money that we'll be sending. And then they don't try to do something, whatever different. So that's one of the challenges. Secondly, my research, and then what I've read, what I've hear around me from the diaspora, they are like, oh, we have done enough. You know, we've, you know we would like to do something different. Instead of <laughs> giving money for free, let's try to do something. And then most of the diaspora, they want to do something different. Mm. But then there are no, for me, there are no financial services targeting them. So like uh, the only financial service we have as diaspora, as migrant, is money transfer services. You go to Western Union, you send money home. But if you want to do something else, let's say, let's even forget about investment. If you would like to buy a mortgage, I don't know, in any African country, let's Mm. say from Burundi, if you would like to get a mortgage in Burundi, we are here. How can we do it? You cannot. You, know, you need to find a friend who will talk to a friend. You, you know, you will need to, oh, yeah. so you cannot make your own decision based here. You cannot say, okay, let me get a mortgage from, yeah. I don't know, a bank in Burundi. So like, there are no, we don't have financial services targeting us uh, uh, as, 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 as diaspora. And then this is a huge population. This is, as I told you, this is a 48 billion market, yeah. right? So then for, for me, the idea is to start, okay, let's start with, uh, investment as a service for the diaspora and then after build up uh, you know on those uh, on those services let's just say i am a manager of a bank bcb mm-hmm. or interbank what would you tell me if i were to talk to to work collaborate with you in the future uh yeah no for me the first thing i do when i discuss with those financial institutions is to understand i mean not to understand to try to see if they have diaspora financial product right so that's mm. the first thing uh, and then i i know a few of them they have a diaspora saving account or um, okay where we can send money so they have that those kind of saving account but uh, now for me i want to be the bridge 
you know, for, 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 you know, for those banks and the diaspora. Mm -hmm. So what we do for those banks, for instance, is we can, we, we can sell some of the services to the diaspora. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like what they forget most of the time in business, marketing is key, right? So if you are developing a solution, let me just give you that example. You have a saving account for the diaspora. You are a Burundian bank. So you don't have an office in any European country where the diaspora is. <laughs> and so how are you going to get your customers? Yeah. Right? So, so that's the problem that you see with all those financial institutions in Africa. So they have diaspora solutions, but then no, no one is close to the diaspora. So for me, that's the marketing part. So that's why I was saying those diaspora services, for us, we can then be the one advertising for those services. Mm. But then we have to have... Uh, 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 some kind of agreement, uh, you know, between us and them, and then how we can work together. Another thing yeah. on that is also like on the access to finance part. So they have a portfolio of small businesses they are supporting. Some of those companies, if they meet our criteria, we can also put them on our platform to invite the diaspora to invest in those companies together with the banks. Mm -hmm. So these are, uh, yeah, we, we have uh, several solutions where we can, you know, we can, we, can, where we can work together with the banks. But for me, the biggest uh, challenge with financial institutions, with banks is, is um, so they are, they are giants. For them to, to be agile, to be innovative, it takes time. Mm -hmm. It's time. So, so th that's why you see like all over the world, fintech are like, uh, you know, innovating faster than financials, than yeah. banks, because they are more agile. And then, you know, for banks, it takes really time for them to innovate because due to regulations, mm. due to, you know, uh, due to, yeah, just to the, to the environment. So they are just comfortable, you know, you know, to do what they used to do. So mm -hmm. it's really hard for them to change. So, yeah. All right. Um, so let's move on to your work then. What Z, What is that yeah. for? Yes. What is the, the, the whole purpose? It's a little bit yeah. of what we just talked about, but yeah. Tell us more. Yeah, what Gen Z, it's a, first, it's a, it, yeah, it comes from the yeah, Swahili. It means community builders. Our okay. really, our, our vision at what Gen Z is to build companies in Africa. So that's really okay. the mission. So that's our mission is to build companies and then we believe that if we, if we if if we create more companies if we build more companies we can create two things we can create jobs for the youth and then we can bring innovation on the ground so that's for us those uh, those two things we are looking at and then also we want to change not to change really to to allow the diaspora to invest to start investing in their country of origin mm -hmm. they can keep you know doing let's say uh, donations, supporting their families, but they can also start thinking differently. Mm -hmm. let, let me put 100 euros in a company in Burundi to see, you know, what, what, what would happen. So we want us to, 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 to change that mindset from a diaspora perspective to really start thinking about building a portfolio of companies, building what we call a residual income so they can sustain yeah. themselves in the future. Yeah. All right. So... Mm -hmm. What type of companies do you have on? Because uh, let me just give you this. Uh, I remember doing an interview, a live interview, and mm -hmm. we talked about this trust issue mm -hmm. about us, the diaspora, and you know, and whatever we want to do in in the countries back home. Mm -hmm. Is that mm -hmm. when you use Western Union, is because you know Western Union, mm -hmm. even though it's quite expensive. Mm -hmm. trying something new, trying, I don't know, let's just say Revolut or any other, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you tend to be really skeptical and you're like, oh, what is this? I don't know if it will, you know, it will 
reach mm-hmm. the country, we reach uh, the home. Mm-hmm. You bringing lots of companies and kind of on different continent, uh, different countries. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I know in Ghana? But it's mm-hmm. easy for me to be like, if I want to invest just in something in mm-hmm. San Francisco, I'm more willing yeah. to be, you know, to be excited. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make sense, but it is what it is. There's this mm-hmm. trust issue. Mm-hmm. How do you tackle that? So uh, the, the trust issue then, it's, I can tell you then how we operate. It's, it's more easy if we start mm-hmm. by our governance model. So we, we have a headquarter is based in the Netherlands. And then in the Netherlands, we only do two things. We, we, that's where we, you know, we, we mobilize the investors, the diaspora. So that's the marketing part, the communication mm-hmm. part. And then we, that's where also we have our, our software developers, that's where we, you know, our R&D, that's where we develop the platform. And then we have our local subsidiaries in every country we operate. And then in every country we operate, these subsidiary, are, these are subsidiaries, they do two things, is to scout mm-hmm. and select the companies. And okay. then they do what we call then portfolio management after mm-hmm. the investment. So then on the scouting and selection of the companies, we have criteria. So we, we are looking at uh, three main criteria. So we invest in companies that are managed by teams. So like there should be two or three people, two to two, two, two and more. We don't invest in solopreneur, some, you know, like okay. one person running one company. So okay. we, we, look, we invest in teams. Secondly, we look at the investment opportunity. So. When we, talk about, when, we look at, when we talk about investment opportunity is really the market size of that opportunity on the ground, the competition and everything, but also on the social impact of that solution on the, on the, on the, on the population. If it's a product that can you know, bring a change or a service that we help the poor. So that, these are the, 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 the things that we look at. And then also we look at the scalability of the solution. Mm. For us, scalability is, are you willing to, you know, to go beyond your, your borders are you going to if you're like in burundi can you sell it to i don't know ghana to nigeria yeah. so it's really that scalability because that's what we you know that's what brings growth mm. right so we look at those three things and then we do our own due diligence so we what we do, when we talk about due diligence there's technical terms we use is kyc knowing your customer mm-hmm. so we we really spend a lot of time of you know knowing the entrepreneurs, the founders, to try to get to know them, to get, you know, so we, you know, we do a proper due diligence on that beyond the paperwork, but Mm -hmm. also like individually. And then we talk to people. So just, we can have trust in those, in those uh, entrepreneurs. And then after that, when, when we bring them to the platform and then, you know, let's say the deal is done with the diaspora, we do a, you know, a follow-up, what we call portfolio management. Okay. So then these companies provide uh, a monthly report about their activities. So with this, you know, they have deliverables. So let's say we we agreed on January that the, you know a company will have an increase in sale of let's say ten percent, mm-hmm. and then they, they didn't meet the goal. So they will they will sub, they will provide a report in the financial report that will be then. Uh, download it in the platform. As an investor, you will go to the platform, you will open your portfolio, mm-hmm. you will see you know, how your company is, is doing. Okay. So that's, that's, that's what you, you get uh, monthly reports on, yeah, okay. on, on, on the performance of the company. If you have an issue, 
you can contact us, you know, like the portfolio manager, and then he can clarify some issues or mm -hmm. you can, but we don't want all the investors to talk to the entrepreneur. So we, so we are between yeah. uh, the entrepreneur and the investors. And then, yeah, that's how we, we do that, uh, you know, that portfolio management. So, but also we want to change something on the, on the trust and then something on the mindset. We should all know that investment is risky, right? It's not, we, we put all the information about the entrepreneurs on the, on the platform so that the investors, wherever they are, can, can, follow, can yeah. follow, you know, how the companies are performing online. If they have any issue, they can then, I mean, they, if they, they look, they're looking for additional information, they can contact they us and then, yeah, yeah we can, we can uh, yeah, get in touch with the entrepreneurs to, to solve some of the issues they might have. Yeah. So how is it going so far? Let's just forget the COVID mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. era. Uh, yeah, it was going well before. Yeah, I think it's for us, it's, we, are, we are a startup. So we mm. started uh, uh, last year. We won a challenge uh, uh, in, in The Hague of uh, around 20,000 euros. And then um, we, we are in an incubator in, in Amsterdam called mm -hmm. Zara Bootcamp Amsterdam. We, we are, we, we are, we are uh, business-wise, we are doing well. Uh, what, we are, what we are still chasing is the funding really to really, you know, yeah, do what we want to do like the, in the way we want to do it. Because now, now we are still, yeah, we don't have enough funding to really do the marketing, to really scout the companies. So we are, yeah, we are just struggling a bit uh, financially, but we have around uh, 25 companies uh, okay. who are looking for funding on our platform. We have around uh, 150 diaspora investors who are willing, who are looking for investment. We have supported some deals in Uganda. We are working on some deals in um, in Ghana. So we are, yeah, we are doing our best in in in, in that sense. Um, that's where we are. Uh, we have supported three companies to raise each. Uh, I think it's uh, 30,000 euros each. Mm -hmm. One is, no, sorry, one is 10,000 euros. Another one is 30,000. I think another one was 40,000. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would like to jump on the summit that you're mm -hmm. launching. Yeah. Uh, so I have to say the reason why I know that is because Steffi Bella and Dereka uh, tagged mm -hmm. me on your, on your post yeah. on LinkedIn. <laughs> what is it? Burundian Diaspora Summit. Mm -hmm. So what is it? Uh, I want an opportunity for the diaspora and the entrepreneurs in Burundi to meet, mm -hmm. you know, because, uh, you know, in the last, I think since COVID-19, that's when I really start having a lot of conversation with the diaspora, but also with uh, some incubators in Burundi. I think there is really an interest from the diaspora to really support the country. Mm -hmm. And then locally, the entrepreneurs are really struggling to get the funding. So I want to give them a place where they can really meet. Okay, because when we talk about, yeah, you know, some, some diaspora members here are like, yeah, where is, yeah, you know, when we talk about Burundi, we only see problems. Who are those entrepreneurs, right? You know, so like, I'm like, okay, let me give them this space where they can really meet those entrepreneurs I'm talking about. So, and then also for, 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 from, from, from the entrepreneur side, it's like, okay, 
forget about the banks. There are those angel investors from the diaspora who might be willing to support you. So mm. come and give you, a, you know, a space where you can pitch. If you don't get the funding, you can get a network. You know, it's just a networking event. So, uh, so that's really the idea. Really, the idea is to connect the two entrepreneurs, mm. diaspora, to really start engaging with each other, and then you know. Uh, I, I want to create what I call Malaika. Malaika mm-hmm. is, is, is a Burundian diaspora angel network where we can, where we can discuss about investments, uh, uh, you know, in, in Africa in general, where we, can, where we can learn how to invest and then how to assess businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think we, we do a lot of, let's say, donations. We, we support really a lot, you know, in our community, but it's all on donation based. But, uh, you know, for me, I want to not really to change that, but really to add something on that. So let's also, you know, invest. Let's try to do something different. And mm-hmm. then I think there is also this mind in, in our communities from the diaspora perspective, but they need someone who can help them to structure their thoughts, but also who can also, you know, like that issue of trust to try to you know to you know to work on it a little bit. I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bring the trust, but let's try to put some uh, some first steps in how you know we yeah. build trust. Try to get connected, to talk to each other, to learn from each other, and then you know maybe we can start you know trusting each other in the future. <laughs> well, I think what you just say beautifully. Mm-hmm that I will need to say it out loud will be Burundians need leaders. And at some point mm-hmm. we need to, because I think the idea in itself to be, to start something in Burundi and just whether it's in agriculture and FinTech or whatever, it's something mm-hmm. that makes sense. It's just mm-hmm. basic because there's not much done at the moment. But I think mm-hmm. what's really lacking is to be like, who is doing so, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I have a friend who did some paid mobile payment Mm-hmm. it's logic he lives in Brussels, mm-hmm. in Brussels and he knows the necessity of just sending money through, uh, mm-hmm. through thrones mm-hmm. but just yeah. we needed him to be like oh okay Stefani is mm-hmm. doing something over there mm-hmm. and you are doing something because you know you understand mm-hmm. what is the future of entrepreneurs then when whether it's from the diaspora or in Africa what do you see when you have that like moment of like awakening like mm-hmm. oh I need to start it what I see in Africa is really a land of opportunities. is is a is a land of young people who are just looking for opportunities to grow, to have a better life. Mm-hmm. And then, for me, I, I believe that through entrepreneurship we can bring innovations on the ground. We can create the jobs that we need, and then we can start, you know, growing you know, economically as a continent. Mm-hmm. So that's for me what I see on the ground. And then how, do, how, how to say is that opportunity is true investment. So nobody, you know, like we know the development aid has been around for ages, yeah. you know, like it's still the same as we left it. Yeah. So we need to do something different. And then I think we need to do it ourselves, not really relying to anybody else. So that's why for me, I'm like, okay, as Burundians, as Africans, as diaspora, we have the power, but we don't know it yet to mm. really, really build those companies. We don't need to start by investing in 100 companies. We need, That's to, start, it, yeah. we need to start with 10, with mm. five. And then from that, we, we, we learn and then we move forward. But mm. uh, we need to start somewhere. And then 
what I see is, when you ask me what I see is Americans coming to our continent, yeah. investing in, in those startups and then bringing that money back to the US. Yeah. I see Europeans trying to do the same to enter into that, that entrepreneurship, let's say cycle to also do the same. And then we, we are here watching, mm. right? So investing in those opportunities that we know best than them. So, you know, what is really, you know, pushing us to really do the same as, 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 as Africans first, and then as, uh, as Europeans, because we, or Americans, because we know the best of both worlds, you know, it's, you know, it's for me, it's really, let's do it. Mm. Let's invest in our people because others see the opportunities that we don't see. Why mm. is that? Or that we see the opportunities, but as you We're said, you know, there's this, this lack of trust, but yeah. yeah. It's funny. It's funny when you get to see people flying from the U.S. going into in the middle of nowhere in Africa just to after yeah. mines, and you're like, "How do you know there are mines here?" And they're like, oh. mm -hmm. "Someone who's sitting around." It's just like, "Meh, I don't mind." Yeah. I, I just, okay. Let's just hope for more success stories in the future. There's yeah. something I want to ask you on a Burundian level. There is this mm -hmm. media, Akedza.net, that I discovered mm -hmm. a few months ago. And I love mm -hmm. reading success stories of, let's just say, Burundians who invested, who started their companies with 300 or 3,000. For those mm -hmm. who don't know, 3,000 Burundian friends is... Mm -hmm. What is it? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Cents? Less than cents. Yeah. Yeah. Tu vois? Yeah. And I'm like, 3,000, 300? No, this makes mm. no sense. And the way they build up, whether they're selling vegetables or starting a video game place. Mm -hmm. And and you read this and you're like, come on. Because like the success is like they're making millions per month mm -hmm. afterwards. Mm -hmm. It's a solo entrepreneur or it's a team who might, mm -hmm. like, that's great. Mm -hmm. You read this and you in the diaspora, what do you think of where you're standing right now in the Netherlands? We're like, this is crazy. This is doable, basically, but this is crazy. 30 cents. Yeah. So I am always amazed about those entrepreneurs who start, you know, companies from, you know, with nothing, with almost, let's say, nothing. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I think these are what we call opportunity entrepreneurs. They manage to, you know. To, to bring a great product to the market. So, and then mm. people can, and then they have like, uh, you know, a strong, you know, a quick traction and then they manage to build strong businesses. Um, yeah, I'm, that's why, you know, I actually created this because there are so many young people who can, you know, who, who might have the same ideas, but don't have the same kind of mindset like those, yeah. but, you know, with a little bit of support, we can, we can, we can help them to flourish as well. And then, uh, Something also you have to look into is, you know, like uh, those kind of businesses. Because for me, when it comes to Burundi, we, we, are, we are still really busy building uh, companies that are not innovative enough to get what you call a competitive advantage, like the scalability I was talking about. So most of the things that most of the companies that you will see growing fast mm -hmm. is these are like what are called trade trade businesses or service businesses. Like um, you were talking about something like uh, video games, like a place where kids can play games. For me personally, I won't invest in that business in Burundi because this sure. is what we call uh, what we call uh, an easy business. I can mm -hmm. I can go to Dubai as they do in Burundi, get the same equipment, yeah, you know, set up that business, and then before you know, you're out of business. So, uh, so yeah, I, I appreciate those kind of businesses, but for me, really, 
as I said, one of the things that I look at is the market opportunity. Of course. Is it, is, it, is it something, you know, where there's a huge potential, even if there is competition, you can still grow? Or, so I appreciate those guys who start really something, you know, from nothing, because, you know, the country, as I said, it's a land of opportunities. Yeah. So I think wherever you can start in Burundi, you can grow as a business. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, but for, for, for us, for me, at least what I'm looking for is really building those game-changing companies. Yeah. I'm not talking about the new Apple, but I'm talking about, you know, it can be a small technology company that can, you know, help, I mean, digitalization, the digitalization of some services in Burundi. Sure. So right. these are kind of, you know, things that I say, okay, this is, it's, it's, it's a kind of sophisticated business, you of know, because, yeah. you know, like in most, in, in our countries, we used, we, we like to fight with the government when we start businesses and then, you know, some politicians might go easily into our business. But when you start building something a little bit sophisticated, nobody will come and, you know, and push you because, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to repeat or to copy. Understand yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the, what I liked about the, the articles that I read was, uh, especially with, I mean, it's because I know her, she went to international school, but mm-hmm. what I like with uh, the video games idea is that she was able, that, that girl, that woman now, was able to read the, the environment and saying, there is something mm-hmm. lacking for the kids in the afternoons mm-hmm. because we usually don't have yeah. classes in the afternoon. What do you mm-hmm. do? Either you go to Rigara or you go yes, play yes. tennis or football. Or you mm-hmm. do video games and usually you don't have a PS5, you don't have an Xbox. Exactly. But it's this ability to be like, there is something lacking in the city. There's mm-hmm. something lacking uh, in Gozi or Muyinga. Mm-hmm. And I am able, you know what I mean? It's like this ability to be like, oh, there is this something mm-hmm. lacking and I am able to respond. Yes. I hope to be able to pivot in the future because as you said, you not only do you have to go through the energy problem, you know, <laughs> you don't have electricity, yeah. I don't know how she handles that, like all these problems, but just to be like, there are things what, what you just said before, like we tend mm-hmm. to see the bad things before seeing the good things. Mm-hmm. And it is something that we talked to, I talked to yes, in, coming episode yeah, yeah. where you see Burundi, yeah. you're like, oh, there's this lacking. Oh, mon Dieu, there's mm-hmm. this. So mm-hmm. entrepreneurs can just like bring, you know, that sense of like fresh air. Exactly. Innovation. And uh, so for me, I call it innovation. And then mm-hmm. yeah, this is a really a brilliant idea because, you know, like, uh, I mean, the video game uh, idea is, is great. And I think, you know, like as I have seen some companies here in the Netherlands where I'm based, you know, they are still doing those video game stuff, but it's, a, yeah. you know, you bring in the new experience, you know, I think it has a, a huge potential. So it's, a, it's really trying to find, okay, you know, like, as you said, there is, there is a need. I have, I have the, yeah, I have I the, have ability. the idea. Yeah. I mean. So it, I think it's a, it's, it's a great business. I love everything that is related to digital, to, you know, to, you know, helping young kids to really dream, you know, mm-hmm. think differently. And then I believe in video games, you know, like in helping people to, to just go into a different world to do different yep. stuff. And then uh, that, that might, might bring another kind of change, you know, Burundian mentality. Yeah, and then yeah, and another thing we were talking about about fear, and then and in, in, especially in our Burundian community, uh, is you know, I think in our culture we were not raised to be different. We we were raised just to fit in, mm-hmm. right? So just to do, 
as you told, and then to follow the rules. Mm -hmm. If you are different, then you are marginal, you are marginalized. So, and then I think that's what has been, I think, blocking or stopping our, our, you know, our, gen, our, our young people, our generations to really think differently. Because whenever you go in Burundi, I think we talk about it, you know, you, you have an idea, all your friends, all your other your acquaintance will tell you this will never work. <laughs> Based on what nobody knows, because you know, my if assumption. you go and then you say you're gonna you're gonna open a bar, everybody will tell you, man, you're gonna make money. But then when you go and you say, hey, I'm mm -hmm. gonna I'm gonna start making I don't know uh, some new mobile phones, everybody will say, are you crazy? So <laughs> so we don't tend to see opportunities; we only tend to see problems. <laughs> Good Lord, we have to change those mindsets. Yeah. Um, there is something I talked about with Dedo. I don't know if you know him. He's yes, I know him. Dedo. Yeah. And I love yeah. the fact that we talked about the network and the power of networking. You're trying to create a community, obviously, and yeah. you're trying to put your word out there, marketing and everything. Yeah. How do you use your network? You already have a friends and family and you know neighbors mm -hmm. and business uh, people. How do you use it to, in order for you not only to grow, but just to make things like to understand better than your environment, your business environment? Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I will tell you that without a network, I won't be where I am today, mm. right? I am a network man. I like to, to, be, to talk to people. That's who I am really like in general in my, in my normal life. But then when I came here in the Netherlands, so that's what I've noticed. You cannot grow as an individual, as a company without a network. So for me, I am still working for instance, uh, the, the university where, 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 where I started here, I am still their consultant. So they're still reaching okay. out to me to do some of the assignment, even if it has been like almost 10 years right wow. now that we are. So the network is key. I am mm. everywhere I go, I use my network. If I want to go to mm. Ghana, if I want to go to Burundi, if I yeah. want to go I use my network. If I am looking for funding, if I want to approach a company, it's through my network. And then what I appreciate in Europe, in the Netherlands in particular, is networking. It's really in the DNA of the people here. Mm -hmm. You know, we always have, before COVID-19, of course, we, we always have this event when we're talking about, you know, with special, a specific topic. If it's entrepreneurship in Africa, it's all about entrepreneurship in Africa. You go in that event, you meet 200 people mm -hmm. passionate about the same thing. And then you have the opportunity to talk about what you do, to pitch. And then I like the spirit here. Once you talk about, once you start talking about what you, what you are doing, someone in that network would, would want to help you, you know, to get to the next yeah. Yeah. So here people, the network here, so that's what I've learned is really helping, you know, you know, the community, each other to mm -hmm. really grow. Uh, that's what I miss in my network in Burundi. Let's mm -hmm. say we, we network a lot. We like to meet, to mingle, to do stuff, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, supporting each other to grow. I don't see that often. And then uh, I don't know how we can also build up that. So we, we start really, you know, instead of seeing uh, the other one as a competition, but really as, mm -hmm. as, as a partner, but also helping, helping someone, someone else to really, you know, fulfill his dream or, you know, to reach his, you know, he, you know, I don't know, to reach what he wants to achieve. 
we need to we need to change also that mindset like really yeah you know helping others to grow we don't have that so we yeah so for me that's what i've learned with the netherlands in the netherlands whatever you want to do is through your network you can mm-hmm. have, for me i found jobs through my networks yeah you know uh, I, I get funding through my networks i get assignment as a consultant through my networks I, I don't it's 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 really it's not when when i applied for a job that i would that, that i would get it but when I get, you know, I get an information from my network. That's when most of them I used to get those jobs. And then one of them once came through LinkedIn. That's an interesting because for me, we again, I'm going to jump on a um, previous episode with Steffi Balandereka, where we mm-hmm. talked about the South African mentality that's coming from a lack and, you know, years mm-hmm. of their historical uh, mm-hmm. problems. Is it the same with Burundians where you're like, the reason why I don't want you to succeed at all is because maybe you're going to take my piece of land or you're going to take my space. Even though we're not working in the same business, you could be mm-hmm. doing f- uh, fintech and I'll be doing hospitality. But I'm like, if you succeed, I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like, where is this? Yeah. What do you think it's coming from? I think I think it's coming from our culture, I would say. And then uh, I think we tend, Burundians, we tend to, to believe or to trust our family members because that's, I think, if I look at, you know, how, how I grew up, you know, like my father would tell me, look, you know, finish your studies. I will help you to find a job or your uncle is there. You know, like we have this kind of comfort zone that we created. That is not really a comfort zone to some extent because, you know, sometimes most of the time you need to go out to, to find your job, not through your family members. So that's, I think that's one part. The second part for me, I think it's, I always say that we are a young nation as Burundi. So like we've been independent since, I don't know, uh, I think 60 something years now. 60, yeah. Right. yeah, 62, so 62, 62 yeah. years now. Yeah. So we don't have yet a, uh, a strong culture. We like, uh, like a strong, I mean, uh, vision of things. So we didn't travel the world a lot. So we, you know, like if you look at the number of Burundians who've been abroad, who've been abroad, I think it can be something like one percent of the whole population. So which means we don't know much beside our own culture. Yeah. And then, uh, as we say in our in our in our language, so if you don't travel, you will never learn from the others. So the only thing you will think about is is you think as a Burundian. So everything yeah. is about Burundi, but it's not, you don't put, you don't think, you know, like in a bigger perspective, you know? And That's then I, I like to, 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 to say this. So when you say, you know, like uh, we are Burundian, we only do things in our way. I always, I always, I like to say, look, you are still one of the poorest country in the world. So are you gonna take that your country as an example, our culture as an example? <laughs> Right, so this will tell you that you know there's something not working in in, mm. our, in our own culture. So we should try to learn from the best instead of you know think in our own lines. Yeah, orgueil mal placé. That's what I like to yeah. call. Uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> in the French language. Mm. Uh, so before we finish this, can you tell us about then the the summit that's going to happen yes. the January sixth mm-hmm. and how it's going to? So yeah, as I said, those, yeah, the summit really. Uh, we have uh, an agenda divided, I think, in three in three parts. Mm-hmm. So the first part is really to introduce what Gen Z to the Burundian community, uh, what we do as a platform, uh, and then secondly is to introduce uh, the the Burundian 
uh, business angels, the Malaika, as I call them. Mm -hmm. So these are like uh, really Burundians who are in the diaspora who've been investing in, in Burundi and then in different countries and then who are really interested in, you know, investing in Burundi. Mm. And then the other part, so we're going to have a panel discussion about these, uh, these, these uh, you, know, and, you know, business angels to try to understand their drive, their motivation, yeah. and then, you know, yeah, also, to, you know, to inspire others or to get, you know, to, to yeah, to, uh, to, you know, because uh, some other Burundians want to do it, but, you know, they are skeptical. So it's just to exchange, to try to, to learn from each other and you know, to, to, to see if we cannot change that mindset. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, then we, we will have um, a, a kind of pitch event, online pitch event, but it's not going to be like really a huge pitch. Is we, we, we have three entrepreneurs, there might mm -hmm. be five, uh, who are going to present to the diaspora what they are doing and then okay. to try to, you know, to showcase uh, the, the business opportunity. And then they'll be seeking some kind of, uh, you know, funding from of the course. diaspora. And then the diaspora who will be interested in those deals then can, can you know, reach, we out can, to you? We can reach out to me and then we have them to, you know, to, awesome. to finalize those deals, to structure the deals, as we say. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, so just so you know, people, mm -hmm. uh, it will be hosted by your story. Alexandra, uh, <laughs> can you tell us, because you're an entrepreneur, of course you have uh, uh, role models and mentors, and who are they? Oh, no, 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 that's <laughs> So many of them. It's, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> I would say something really crazy, I would, not really crazy, but it's really some, someone who changed my life is Tupac. Okay. So I love Tupac since I, uh, since, I, since I can remember when, I think I was, I was uh, it was in 1995. I, 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 I uh, that's when I first heard about the name Tupac, his songs, and then at that time I didn't know anything about English, but I, I liked okay. it. Okay. Like it. That was it. I was singing all his songs, but uh, it's when you know when I grew up that I you know when I started listening to his lyrics and uh, yeah, I was inspired by him. Mm. Like he was fighting for social justice mm. and then uh, equality, but also you know he's an entrepreneur as well. I was trying to. To build his empire mm. to some extent yeah. and then uh, there yeah i would say um there is uh, paul coelho i don't know if you know okay him. the writer yeah uh, yeah so i think uh his book one of his books changed my life uh, it's called the uh, yes alchemist the alchemist uh i remember even the day how it went, I was at uh, the Centre Tutea Francais in Burundi. Mm -hmm. I was looking for a book to bring home. And then I ended up on that book, The Alchemist. And then I didn't know what, what The Alchemist means at that time. I was like, what is The Alchemist? And then I took a dictionary to look, you know, to look out the word. And I was like, you know, someone who can turn everything into gold. And then I'm like, this guy is crazy, Ooh. man. How can you turn <laughs> a book, you know, The Alchemist? So, so when I went back home, I was like, okay, I know if I, after reading this book, I can turn everything into gold. So, so, so that's why I took, that's the reason why I took the book. And then I went, I went back home, I started reading the book and then I, it opened my eyes. Like, you know, because at the end of the day, I am the alchemist, right? Wow. I can turn everything into gold. So that's the message in the book. And then uh, uh, there was, I think, one quote, I don't have it really in my mind, that drives me even today, mm -hmm. is, you know, 
is when you want something with with all how can i say with all your heart with all your emotions with everything you know with your inner sight when you really want something the universe will make it happen mm-hmm. and then i believe into that some people call it karma some people call it what i don't remember the other name mm-hmm. but uh, after reading that word i was i looked at myself i was in that situation i was like okay what is my life and then that's is it the secret like, Is the that's book, the secret. That's the no, secret. No. Is it a book called The Secret? No, it's called The Alchemist. Ah, uh, okay. Is it still in the Alchemist? Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I read only two books from, from uh, Le Secret and The Alchemist. Oh, okay. The Alchemist. So The Alchemist, it's a small book, tiny yeah. book, but really full of uh, wisdom. Uh, yeah. That was, after reading that moment, I told you about my MBA thing. That's mm-hmm. when I was like, "Yeah, I want to do that MBA." So how can I believe in you know in in getting a scholarship in blah blah? And then when I started it, believing in it, and then it happened. And then even till today, that's what I believe in. I, I, I you know I I I I want to want. I don't want just to you know like I'm not like I want this car and then I look around. If I say I want this car, I have to think about how do I get this car? Mm-hmm. I want it. So it's a, so like wanting, it's, it's really something few people know how to really want something. So that, that's, what I, that's what I learned from the alchemist, how, you know, how to want. Mm-hmm. So how to want is just not I, I, want, I want a cola. No, it's a, if you want a cola, you need, towards, you need to work towards getting that cola. Yeah. So then it's a, it's a, it's a, so that's, that's what I learned from, from that, from that book. Yeah. Come on. All right. So yeah. hope you'll be able to inspire more because when we talk about entrepreneurs, I don't know for, for what, mm-hmm. for, for, I think it's media for some reason, every mm-hmm. time you see something, it's either Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, just to, you know, and then you're yeah. uh, entrepreneurs, it could be anything you start, you know, start yes. something basically. No, no, for me, Uh, those, uh, I mean, they inspire me, you know, they inspire me as well, you know, sure. they, they create, you know, game-changing companies, mm-hmm. but uh, they had access to the resources that most of the people don't, you know, of so course. why don't we have, uh, why, why don't we, why don't we have such companies in, in, on our continent, mm. you know, because people cannot dream and become like them, because, mm. you know, So they are not supported by uh, by by big venture capital fund. They don't, you know, they are, you know, they are not. This industry in Africa doesn't exist for me. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I I I really like what they are doing. For me, if you would if you would ask me, then an American guy, I would say just Steve Jobs. Yeah. Of his passion, and then you know, like uh, his motivation, his drive, and then you know, from the beginning, he knew what he wanted. So he never, he, he never quit it. He was just focused. Even when he left Apple for some years, he came mm-hmm. back. So that's the drive. That's mm-hmm. uh, the inner, so the passion. So I would say, I, 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 I would say, uh, yeah, Steve Jobs. But um, yeah, for me, I still think Tupac and uh, the Alchemist. Are, are yeah, I mean, it's, so. yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> All right, then. So yeah. what's your vision for uh, the next five 10 years, but let's start well, with five. My, my dream is to retire when I'm 50. I still have 10 years to go. Come on. Um, so, so like what, what I mean by retiring is I, w- I would have what Gen Z as the first diaspora investment bank. 
you know, like in 10 years where every diaspora, African diaspora can invest in his country of origin. So after wow. achieving that, I will, I will, I will then retire. <laughs> you and, can then, and then I will then start building other companies. We have, we have, mm -hmm. I have one also in the building, but it's still early stage. We are setting up uh, with a team, with another team of two guys in an animation studio to make African movies, African animated series. Whoa. So these are, you know, like, Retiring is doing seriously, yes. So that's that's the next thing we will. It's not we are already working on it, so it's not the next thing in the coming two or three years. It's gonna be up and running even before. Wow, that. Mm -hmm. so the next so. Pixar or DreamWorks, or, yes. Come that's, on, that's that that's that's what we are working on, yes. Oh my we, goodness, we, we did already some, we, we have already everything in place. But uh, yeah, my focus is more on what Gen Z right now. Yeah, so that's why I'm. Uh, yeah, but uh, if you know someone who is passionate about this, who want to join the team, who can take the lead, I am happy to. Wow, to oh, him. Yeah. message is yours. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, how do you want to speak to the diaspora? Just to finish this, how do you want to involve them? How do you want to talk to them? Yeah, for me, what I want, what I would like to tell the diaspora is, you know, we have the power to really change Africa. Just think that the remittances, the money we send back home is full time the development aid, the money that we get from the donors, from Europeans, mm. from Americans. So imagine then the power that we have. Mm. So we have the power to, to build our own countries, our yeah. own economies. And then we, 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 with, with that in mind, we can start making a residual income. So, you know, we invest back home and then we're still making money, you know, to sustain ourselves where we are. So that's really the message. So what we, we have, we have a power that we don't know about, but that's a strong power. If we can come mm. together as one, we can do a lot of things on, on, on the continent. There you go. So here's mm -hmm. your message, Monsieur Alain Moulikie. Mm -hmm. Good luck for the rest. Good luck for the rest. And uh, I hope not only you're you'll be enjoying your life as a as a 50 year old retiree yeah. <laughs> person I in the Netherlands or, <laughs> or <laughs> elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is really great. I mean, uh, hopefully, even the diaspora, like the Burundian uh, summit, will be uh, will make sense for. All of us. It makes sense for me because I mean, oh, sorry, because I mean, um, a fintech. But it is something that is quite new for most of us, and that more and more people will be will have an understanding and the willingness to get in touch and to understand that, as you said, we have more power. So good luck for you. Good luck for the rest. And uh, thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Same to you. Thank you Thanks. for taking the time to talk to me. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like what you are doing and then keep it up and then, you know, giving us a voice. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Cheers.